Hey guys, what's up? Var Virtually here. Welcome back to the podcast and, well, I don't want to call myself a money guru because definitely for sure I have not really ever been good with money. But let me tell you this and hopefully you'll learn from my mistakes. As you probably read from the title of this podcast, I somewhat may have put myself in a compromising situation where I was $20,000 in credit card debt. So, funny story, when you when you have a credit card, or when you have credit cards, or the means to get credit cards, or anything, that's money you don't have. And I'm sure everybody in the world knows that. Well, sometimes you get a little bit two money bags McGee over here and then you just I don't even know what I was thinking but a lot of other contributing factors played a big part into this whole situation so for one I have a repossessed car from a dealership who sold me pretty much a vehicle that I thought was really really cool and it uh, ended up having a transmission issue so that was cool I let that one go and the rest I um, kind of racked up myself with eight credit cards so going into the whole situation hopefully you can learn from my mistakes I will definitely say the lesson is learned a lot better when you make the mistakes on your own and you learn the lesson on your own but hopefully you don't have to get to that point because honestly it sucks it really gets difficult to dig yourself out of a buried situation because life goes on, right? You get all these debts and you're living off the credit cards. And then you realize that you also have bills. And those bills keep stacking up and stacking up. You have health issues. You have college debt. You have uh, rent. All those, all those things add up. Phone bills. And the thing is, at some point, that becomes unmanageable. Even, even $1,000 in credit card debt becomes unmanageable. Because when you really look at the bigger picture here... There's really not really a need for a credit card unless you're trying to build credit for like a house or a car just to build your credit up. You should definitely at least have double the amount that you use. So if you just use it for gas, awesome. Make sure you have that money. 30, 50, 80 bucks, whatever you're driving. Yeah, just have that money and pay it off immediately. Credit cards are... Are kind of a tricky situation it doesn't matter what they say just pay it off if you're supposed to have it halfway they're still making money off you so again if you have any means of getting a credit card like whatsoever however it is I would highly suggest that you have the money to back it and you're set in a good place you know I recommend as well get to this situation early rack up that uh, a credit score without racking up the debt. Maybe as soon as you turn 18, maybe if you can get somehow signed on a little bit earlier, but make sure that you you know have the money. If you buy something that's worth 200, make sure you have the 200 in the bank. Even smarter, make sure you have 400 so that nothing goes wrong or there's no fees or anything. You can just pay that sucker off, you know? Number two, don't go for the highest amount that they have, honestly. It was a mistake to get a credit card that I could spend 10k on and 10k is what I spent. Wow, that's it's super super funny to say because to be honest, I don't have much uh in the empire 
that I have to to show for it, you know? When you buy tons of food and gas and other things like that, they're great, like events, you know? It's just, you don't have too much to show for it. $500 projector, uh, TV. Um, I can't really think of terribly too, too much I actually do have, to be honest with you. Like, I don't have anything in a specific. So, yeah, and the other thing is you can't rob Peter to pay Paul. So, when you think that you can pay one credit card with another credit card and take out a cash advance at a higher interest... That's a mistake. Like, there's, there's really no point, and I really should have figured out this situation a lot sooner than I actually put myself in. I'm just telling this story, just hopefully, hopefully, if anyone's listening out there, to not put yourself in these positions, because this sucks. It really, really does. A credit card seems like it's the beginning of a new, uh, just basically the, the bee's knees, because it's money you don't have. It's like a cash advance, right? You, you're single and you have, you know, the, all the money in the world with this. It, it gets you out of binds. It gets you out of situations. But it really, it really does not. To be honest with you, the whole situational thing is you have that money in a negative amount. So just assume whatever that is, whatever money that is, it's just a negative on your bank account. So if you have $400 and your credit card has a limit of 200 you you have 200 left you know, for whatever you use because paying that off and slow is nice and I do get some situations where that's awesome paying like on a bed or paying you know like for other other various big purchases to where you don't want to drop the load of cash but let me be honest with you dropping the load of cash is a lot better even if it seems like it's putting you in a binding situation you don't want to drop a huge load on it because there's interest for one and two it just it becomes unmanageable. Like there obviously is a point in everyone's life where that number becomes unmanageable. Even like CEOs, you know, there are billionaires that go bankrupt. And I'm not just saying that because I'm poor. I'm saying that because personally, you know for a fact how much you can spend in life and what you can actually afford. It's all like in our consciousness. So we, we all know like, hey, probably shouldn't be buying this. Probably shouldn't buy that expensive bottle of cologne, probably shouldn't buy that Gucci shirt, probably shouldn't buy that Louis Vuitton wallet, you know, because I don't have that money, and I know for a fact I can't afford 30 50 $80 a month because I'm racking up bills and I'm saving up for something more extravagant, or something more in life that I'll need, you know, I understand that the temptation is there, temptation is something that everyone has to deal with, whether it's alcohol, nicotine, drug addiction, um, other bad decisions, other bad choices. Everyone has temptation. And so all I'm saying is basically to put yourself in a situation where it's seemingly you, you live in the moment at that point. But it's a moment short-lived is all I can say. You, you personally look at the situation like you're always supposed to live in the moment. And yeah, I definitely get that. But if you live in the moment this way... You're going to live that moment, and then you're going to live to regret that moment, which is also living in the moment. Which is, again, I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm just saying personally, from my own personal experience, and having a debt of $20,000 and something that didn't really benefit me at all, I'm personally telling you, don't get robbed. Like, don't let the credit card take over your life. There's tons of people in America living off credit cards. 
right? You, you get a credit card, you use it, and you don't have the means to pay it back. It's very, very difficult to pay it back with how little we get in like society. You know, you gotta, you gotta work your way up, and then eventually you, you might get that lucky break. That's, that'd be cool. But until you make it in society to that situation, you're gonna be living on credit card debt. Let me tell you, if you have an $800 check and you get a $500 credit card, and you use both. And then you get another $500 credit card. And another $500 credit card. From each time that you max it out, you'll be paying like somewhere between like $80 to like maybe like $200. And like, you know, the, the interest and monthly costs and everything. And you don't have that kind of money. Let's say, you know, you have rent, right? And let's say you're in a very low, slummy area of town, right? With that being said, and you're paying like six fifty somehow with roommates and something, six fifty for that, and all your other bills and food and everything, that's gonna gonna be manageable. Like that eighty bucks could have gone towards something else. So eventually you get a credit card large enough where you can just put everything in and just continue onward. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have to get my check, I'm gonna pay this off, and then I'm gonna use it again. And then you're living in credit card. It's a loop a cycle that's almost virtually impossible to break whether you get a lucky break whether you get a raise or whether you sell a bunch of stuff it's not as delightful as it may seem credit cards are mainly built to build credit there's there's no way to justify unless you can find a way to make it an asset to which propels you through life to buy that three thousand eight thousand twenty thousand if there is such a thing dollar computer there's no way you can justify getting a uh, 290-inch projector. I speak from personal experience again, and yeah, it's tough. It really is tough. Um, just looking at everything that has to be said in this situation. Uh, with everything going into... Uh, I just wanted to give a few of the tips that I personally have. So, I really, really screwed up my credit, and it, it's some some people would say it's beyond saving. <laughs> it's gonna take a long time for me to go, but I'm gonna give you three tips in order to possibly get yourself out of credit card debt. One, depending on the state that you're in, uh, the actual physical state, not the state and mindset you're in, because I know it can be overwhelming. It's possible to let things go to collections and settle. I had to do that with a bunch of mine. I also have family who has helped me out and tons of other things. But if you personally don't have anything or anyone to assist you, help you out, do anything, one is to let things possibly go to collections. And again, I'm saying this in the lightest terms possible. I'm not a legal consultant. You can choose this at your own free will. I didn't tell you to do this. I'm just saying personally... When I let things go to collections, I was able to get a portion of things paid, right? So I switched from Verizon to T-Mobile. Of course, I work at T-Mobile now, but with that also being said, with the collections that I owed on my phone and the remainders of the bills I had with Verizon and how it racked, I owed $2,000 to Verizon, which isn't a stretch. Uh, you can personally think, yeah, this guy's lying. No, Verizon's expensive. They have good coverage. They have uh, 
very fast speeds, but they're extremely expensive. And so one thing that I definitely saw in that is I let it go to collections. I waited for a year. It got annoying. I got millions of calls, not really millions, but it felt like millions of calls. And then finally it went to collections. And that's where I was able to settle. So I owed them $2,000. After a year of just calling and calling and calling, for some reason, I decided to answer and see what they wanted, right? I got mail, I got calls. It was really stressing me out and everything. And I finally answered a call. I was like, you know, it's getting worrisome. I'm not sure what the consequences will be if I let this go any longer. So let's see what they have. Boom. Next thing you know, what dropped in my, my lap is, hey, this is a call from a debt collector. Uh, calls and everything can be recorded and monitored, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, cool. But they said they were willing to take 1400 That's a nice little chunk off. That's, that's quite a bit of a chunk off, actually. Like, significantly. I was like, huh. Okay. 1400 for my $2,000 debt that I know for a fact I owed and I did have the service used and I personally had the equipment that I traded in and stuff like that but I personally saw that as an opportunity because they were willing to do a settling I said that I had a certain amount of money that I didn't necessarily have but payday was coming up I wanted to see if they would take it so I asked if they would be willing to take a thousand just cut it in half I pay them a thousand, they get their money, and boom. Neither one of us has to talk to each other ever again. Didn't fly. Uh, the person said that they could probably go down to 12. This is where your negotiating comes in. I've heard of other companies like Lexington Law, other things like this. Become your own, okay? Don't, don't put money into a system that's going to do what you could do, right? 1250 lowest they can go i said 1100 it's what i have in the bank right now i'll pay you right now if you want that money let me go talk to my boss i'll see if we can take that goes and talks to the boss comes back i'm not sure that we can take that sir i said well that's all i have right now i don't want this to go up so i i can't pay anything at this moment I'm not going to pay until, you know, I have the full amount that I can actually go through with. So I guess we'll have to wait till the next time. That's when you know that you're in control. At that point, and depending on what it is and what severity, you might not be able to get to this point, And they might just say, hey, pay 2000 But for me, luckily enough, they were like, we don't want to lose out on this. I definitely want to get that money. We'll take it. Well, that was the best moment of my life. $1,100, about $900 less than everything, and boom, one thing hits the credit in a good way, and I have uh, uh, 18, $18,000 left on my big bill of debts, uh, to which I didn't pay $900 of it, basically 1000 yeah, I'll take it, so I took it, and they asked if I could pay then and there, and I said, no, but I'll give you my card info. As long as you charge me on this date, you'll receive the money. And they, again, had to go into some spiel. You got to work your way into these situations. But they, they went into whatever they had. And next thing you know, yeah, 
we'll, we'll, we'll take it. When can you do it? What's your credit card info? We'll take or your debit card info. We'll take it. How's that? Money departed on the day of payday, and next thing you know, two thousand dollars off the debt. That happened to consecutively to other uh, debts that I had as well. But we'll move on to the next one. The next one is a consolidation loan. If you're not so far gone that you could possibly just round up everything that you have and go for the longest period that they offer, consolidation loan might not be the, the worst because it's one more loan, it's one more debt, but it is a way to get out. Because when you think about it, if you racked up, like, let's say, what's a normal number? Let's say $9,000 in debt. You know, like, let's say you have some bills that are, you know, going up. You know, consolidation loans go basically off of the, the actual physical things that you have. Whatever it might be, whatever it is physically that can be taken back in or whatever it is. One of the things that was said from one of the banks was a phone. You know, like, you could, you could have that be put into the consolidation loan. So, if you owe, like, $1,000 on your brand new iPhone 12 or whatever device that you get boom that's that's just it it's done donezo you're you're good because you can put that in you can put your credit cards in you can put certain other possible loans in and then next thing you know you're you're paying a smaller price that's more manageable for a longer period of time so i know it sounds like a nuisance five years uh, seven years possibly down the road, but to be honest, you would have been paying that pretty much the same. Why not put it all on one to get it down to one payment, right? You pay 80 here, 60 there, 70 there, 20 here, 40 here. You're behind on some, so it just racks back up. Why not just get it all in one segment so you don't have to worry about missing payments on certain other things. You don't have to worry about the different dates that everything's on. And then next thing you know, it's it's a much, much smaller amount, right? You were paying like 340 before, now you're paying like 160. That becomes much more manageable, even though it's a longer period of time and you are paying them to do it. But it doesn't stack your credit, which means you can continue to live life on. It'll just be $160 more broke. And then the last one, of course, would be to possibly to declare bankruptcy. If you think all is lost, and you think all these calls are annoying, and you're very, very far in debt, let's say double, triple, quadruple what I was in debt, yeah. Bankruptcy's not the worst option in the world. It repairs itself after seven years, and I get that things are tough, and lots, lots can happen with that. I'm not going to say that there are no consequences with it, because there definitely are, but, you know, nothing's the end of the world, right? It went from Moneybags McGee to broke popper on the side of the road that's that's just it right it's not the end of the world you can get out of it it's it becomes more manageable at that point in seven years you can start rebuilding yourself you'll have a bankruptcy under you but personally you know seven years is not a terribly long period of time it seems like it but you live seven years consecutively throughout your life between when you're seven 14 21 28 you know so in seven years you, you can build yourself back up right credit is big but how often do you actually think about credit 
in terms of when you actually use it. When you actually use your credit and everything, that's when you need it. How often do you do that? How often do you get a new phone, get a new car, buy a new house, get a new property, do stuff like that? It's not much. And you think that you can actually manage with what you have for seven years for that time period, you'll be fine. And it's not the end of the world. There are bankruptcy uh, agencies that work with you, you know, like uh, car dealerships. They're notorious for working with bankruptcies, right? They'll give you one or two car options, but you don't have to really worry about that because you'll be possibly able to get a car. So if your car breaks down, you don't have to worry about it because they just want the money. That's all they want. So it's not going to be, you know, the end of the world. I'm not saying to do that. I'm saying use these things very, very resourcefully and use them as a last resort. But personally, I'm just telling you out of my own experience and what's happened to me and what's been done. I'm not telling you what to do. I can't legally give you legal advice. So if you follow these things, it's totally understandable if some of them don't go 100% the way that I said. But these are what worked for me. And this is how I remain with about $8,000 left. And it's been two and a half years. I just want to give this little story, this little spiel, like if anyone's listening and you can learn from this experience instead of having to live through it yourself, do it. Don't get in a credit card situation because it's only going to screw up your life. There are some people with high willpower. There are some people that can actually manage it. And to them, I say kudos. That's, that's wonderful. But for me personally, and a lot of America who lives on credit cards, or what I got to say to you guys, there has to be a better way. There has to be something that you can do. And those are the options that I found. So if you found this to be helpful, if you enjoy the podcast, don't forget to follow me on other social medias as viral virtually whether it be twitter instagram tiktok youtube or even another podcast segment like uh whether you listened on spotify apple Podcasts, breaker or anchor my name is viral virtually i look forward to the next podcast see you